You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of Naturopathic Earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is A. Gregory Luna. Of course, you can call me Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News. I hope you're doing well today. Before I begin talking about cancer's links to your bad diet, the website is Naturopathic Earth. Go check out all the articles and insight and different series and columns that we have. We have Heather Ray who writes on Heather's Holistic Haven of Hope. We have my series on the Sleep Insomnia Chronicles. We have my series on how I lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for 25 years. And then, of course, we have the recipes. We have a clean eating column in the articles. We probably have 30 on clean eating. We have reviews. There's reviews of dark chocolate, reviews of hummus, reviews of non-dairy milks, review of non-wheat flour flours. So those reviews are great. I, I pick like the seven most popular ones. There's one on Greek yogurt, seven most popular Greek yogurts, and I, I go through the, the ingredients and then give a letter grade. You know, C's, average, A's, awesome. So actually those would be quite useful to you, especially in regard to this topic today. Please buy Confessions of an Obese Child, the ebook on Amazon Kindle or Barnes & Noble Nook for $2.99. Details my... Confessions of an Obese Child podcast, the first 20 episodes of that podcast feed. So in other words, we talk about what it was like growing up overweight. And it's in uh, a series of vignettes, so series of traumatic instances that happened to me as a child. Chapter 1, of course, is why did I gain weight? What was the inner familial dynamics that led me to turn to food? And then I talk about why, how horrible was that Albert as your first name in the in the 80s with Bill Cosby's Fat Albert. See, he deserves all the things that he got. And then uh, then we talk about, um, you know, locker room trauma, what they did to me in the locker room, what they did to me in gym class, what, what bullies did to me in the swimming pool and the amusement park and, and, and just a host of little vignettes. Some of them are funny, like I have the little chapter on what it was like to be a competitive eater. And then the final chapter is how I lost my weight. So go check it out. It's a fun read. It's pretty long. It's about 100 pages. But, you know, on a Kindle, you can fly through that pretty, pretty fast. Also, we have the Patreon account, which is our crowdfunding account. Click on the link in the episode notes and donate money. You can donate $5 a month. You can donate $10 a month. You can donate more, which would be great because it does cost money to do this. So it would really help us out. And lastly, I'm a paleo-inspired health coach. So you might think, oh, Gregory, I don't need a health coach. Well, look, I have a podcast on the five reasons you do need a health coach, and I also have an article about it. So you you might need it because, look, a health coach can be your guru, your, your trainer, your psychologist, all wrapped in one. And honestly, look, how many people really know what you're going through unless they've gone through it too? And I've gone through a lot of what you have gone through. So I can certainly be empathetic. So go check out the prices on the website. All right, let's get to it.
shocking news here. Shocking. Thousands of cancer diagnoses tied to a poor diet study finds. What? No way. This can't be. This is from CNN. Your diet may have more impact on your cancer risk than you think a new study has found. An estimated 80,000 new cancer cases among adults 20 and older in the U.S. in 2015 were attributable simply to eating a poor diet. 80,000. According to a study published in the journal NCI Cancer Spectrum on Wednesday... And this was recent. This is uh, May 23rd, 2019. Quote, this is this equivalent is about 5.2% of all invasive cancer cases newly diagnosed among U.S. adults in 2015, says Dr. Feng Feng Zhang. Oh, my God. Is that like Long Duck Dong's long-distance long cousin here? Dr. Feng Feng Zhang, a nutrition and cancer epidemiologist at Tufts University in Boston, who was the first author of the study. This proportion is comparable to the proportion of cancer burden attributed to alcohol. Okay, so we've talked about before here the big four things that make you more likely to get cancer. Smoking, alcohol, poor diet, obesity. And, of course, the obesity and poor diet can be linked. And when it comes to smoking, 50% of smokers will die of cancer. 50. Now, that means 50% won't. You know, we, we think it's like 90%. That's why I always tell people, don't smoke, you're going to die of cancer. Actually, if only 50% of them will die of, of cancer due to smoking. Now, they could die because of you know they eat too much processed meat. We have that episode on processed meats. So the researchers evaluated seven dietary factors. Let's look at these seven dietary factors. A low intake of vegetables, fruits, whole grains, and dairy products, and a high intake of processed meats, red meats, and sugary beverages such as soda. Okay, so low vegetables. Low fruits, low whole grains, low dairy, hmm. high processed meat, high red meat, high soda. Those were the seven. Now, through those, you could see how many of these you qualify for. Uh, you know, luckily, I've never had a predilection for sodas, so I don't do the sodas, and I probably don't do the processed meats. Uh, the other ones, eh. Quote, low whole grain consumption was associated with the largest cancer burden in the U.S., followed by low dairy intake, high processed meat intake, low vegetable and fruit intake, high red meat intake, and high intake of sugar-sweetened beverages. All right. So whole, low whole grain was the largest cancer burn. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm curious if this study in the JNCI Cancer Spectrum or the Tufts University, how much funding they're getting from big grain, from big grain, because it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting, and perhaps I'm a little incredulous here, how low whole grain is the biggest cancer burden, then followed by low dairy. Hmm. We have several episodes here about the problems with dairy. Hmm. High processed meats, number three, totally understand that. We have an episode on that, on the colorectal cancer risks. Low vegetable and fruit intake, totally understand that, right? You're, 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 you're missing out on that fiber that's so important for health, plus all the vitamins and minerals and enzymes. High red meat intake, you know, that's controversial. Certainly the paleo people would tell you that, that that's an issue. We have an episode on, on high red meat. Um, there's ways around that. You know, you can definitely eat pork and fish. 
and then high intake of sugar-sweetened beverages. That's the least of the cancer burdens there. Damn, I wish I was the first one because that's the one I avoid the best. The study included data on the dietary intake of adults in the United States between 2013 and 2016, which came from the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey, as well as data on cancer incidents in 2015 from the U.S. Center for Disease Prevention and Control, the CDC. The researchers used a comparative risk assessment model, which involved estimating the number of cancer cases associated with poor diet and helped evaluate how much diet may play a role in the U.S. cancer burden. Those estimations were made using diet cancer associations found in separate studies. Quote from Zhang, Fang Fang Zhang, Previous studies provide strong evidence that a high consumption of processed meat increases the risk of colorectal cancer. We know that. And a low consumption of whole grains increases the risk of colorectal cancer. I wonder if the grain is simply because of the fiber. Now, we're not talking about like flour. We know flour has no fiber, right? That's just processed wheat. But I wonder if it if the whole grain thing just has to do with the amount of, of husk and, 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 and fiber that you're getting. So I wonder like if you got your, your uh, fiber from, let's say, legumes, like from cashews and, and lentils and peas and beans, if that would be just as good, and that way you can avoid the gluten issues that come with these grains. And of course, there are grains like quinoa, for example, that don't have gluten. However, our study quantified the number and proportion of new cancer cases that are attributable to poor diet at the national level. Close quote. The researchers found that colon and rectal cancers had the highest number and proportion of diet-related cases at 38%. When the findings were looked at by diet, low consumption of whole grains and dairy products and eating a lot of processed meats contributed to the highest cancer burden. Now, I am befuddled. I mean, the the, the low grains, okay. Hmm. Dairy, though. Low dairy. I just don't see how eat, drinking or consuming high dairy would actually be good for your colon. And decrease your chances of getting of colon cancer. We know that that casein, one of the proteins found in dairy, has been linked to tumors in in mice in particular. And just paleo, and evolutionally speaking, we have not been drinking a lot of dairy for 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 quite some time, and it can lead to dysbiosis and and, and molding in our intestines. So that one, I'm really incredulous. I mean, this is. Hmm. And then eating a lot of processed meats, of course, you know that makes complete sense because those are just all Franken meats where they shoot up with sodium nitrates, sodium nitrites, and those are just horrific. Stay away from those hot dogs, those deli meats, those Vienna sausages, and most bacon's. Let's keep going. Also, men forty-five to sixty-four years old, middle age, and ethnic minorities, including blacks and Hispanics had the highest proportion of diet-associated cancer burden compared with other groups. All right, well, it's interesting. You know, going back, I've talked about how the, the term black and African-American, it's interesting how even such a politically correct and august entity as CNN still uses the term blacks, even though we're supposed to use African-American, even though blacks were the ones who told us to use the word black back in the 70s as a form of racial empowerment for them because they were proud that they're blacks. Now, uh, here in San Antonio, we have tons of Hispanics, and the Hispanics, man, the, 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 that race is, is beleaguered because they have extremely high rates of alcoholism, extremely high rates of diabetes, extremely high rates of all the metabolic syndrome, so high blood pressure, cholesterol. 
And so it's sad to see that the minorities uh, have this this highest link to the diet-associated cancer burdens. Perhaps it's population control. Perhaps Margaret Sanger got involved with these studies. Going back to the episode I did on Planned Parenthood and its connection to eugenics. The study had some limitations, including that the data couldn't shed light on how the association between diet and cancer risk may change as a person ages. Assuming it gets worse if you're doing those things the older you get. Because just in general, age is always a risk factor for cancer. Additionally, more research is needed to determine whether a similar association would emerge for other years and time periods in the United States. All in all, quote, diet is among the few modifiable risk factors for cancer prevention, says Fang Fang Zhang. These findings underscore the needs for reducing cancer burden and disparities in the U.S. by improving the intake of key food groups and nutrients, close quote. Fang Fang Zhang, diet is among the few modifiable risk factors for cancer prevention. Uh, I don't know, alcohol and smoking. I think we can modify those risk factors by not doing them at all. Uh, Going to breast cancer, we know a lot of the lady cancers are directly connected to the hormone disruptors that we find in the in the world today. All the 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 bisphenol A and the parabens and so forth. We can uh, adjust that, not microwaving Tupperware, for example. That's just an interesting comment from him. Ultra processed foods occupy a growing part of the world's diet. Let's continue. Ultra-processed foods occupy a growing part of the world's diet. A 2016 study found that 60% of the calories in the average American diet come from this kind of food, right? Middle-aisle foods, right? All the chips, the cookies, the crackers, all all the crap, right? All the Franken-foods. 60%. I'm shocked that that's not higher. In a 2017 study found that they make up half of the Canadian diet and they make up half of the UK diet. So Americans are eating worse than the Brits. But, you know, the Brits drink a lot more. There was a study that came out showed that they drink. I think they're number one. We're like number four. And the developing world is starting to eat this way. You know, China's uh, morbidity rate or their, their morbid obesity rate is skyrocketing too because they're, they're, they're adapting Western food and, you know, our fast food is going over there. Yeah, you may protect yourself from cancer by avoiding ultra-processed foods and instead choosing organic foods, research has shown. What? Organic foods good for you? What? Because it's not shot up with growth hormones and antibiotics and pesticides. People who frequently eat organic foods lower their overall risk of developing cancer, according to a study published last year in JAMA Internal Medicine. Specifically, those who ate organic foods were more likely to ward off non-Hodgkin lymphoma and postmenopausal breast cancer than those who rarely or never ate organic foods. Interesting. Well, I mean, look, organic foods, they're expensive, right? You know, I've I've talked about this before, how I see like, you know, we think there's going to be a race war, you know, all these Marxist, the Marxist mentality is to pit the sexes against each other, to pit the races against each other, because this is all going to lead to, you know, this, this, you know, as we so sex- successfully saw this over Union, a post-class uh, utopia, right, where there's no wants and needs and there's only one class ruled, ruled by the ruling party. But anyways, I see a food war because you, you have like the Elocks and the Morloys, the Morlocks and the Eloys from H.G. Wells' uh, time machine. So you're going to have like a 10% of the population who, the, the wealthy and those who are who are in the cognoscenti here, like you guys, who know what's going on with food and all its connections to cancer and, and, and all the, the cardiovascular diseases. And then you're going to have the typical people who are still eating all the crap. And 
I mean, the organic food is pricey. So look, who can really afford it? That only they can. But then, of course, the poor blowing money on indiscriminate crap all the time. So I mean, they could buy organic food, but either they don't know the importance, or they don't live near a Whole Foods or or whatnot. But you're going to definitely see the lower the lower classes are going to die off much faster than the the richer classes, right? It's going to be like. Um, Elysium, that Matt Damon movie. You know, there's so many of these kind of you know dystopian movies. Let's keep going. A, a, additionally, according to a study published in the same journal, JAMA, in February, we face a 14% higher risk of early death with each 10% increase in the amount of ultra-processed foods we eat. 14% higher risk of early death with each 10% increase. Wow, so if you're eating 70% of your food, that 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 is a 40% higher risk, 10%, that's like 14 times 7, that's a lot, right? 80-something percent? Why are people eating more of these processed foods? Uh, I mean, do they? does CNN really need to ask this question? Come on. Big food pushes it on us. Big, big advertising uses food porn to get us to buy it. It's dirt cheap because of all the corn subsidies. And the industrial grade vegetable oil subsidies, it's convenient. It, it they put MSGs and other flavonoids like sugar in it to make us addicted to it. I mean, come on, come on, what a stupid question. Quote: We are living in a fast, fast world, and people are looking for convenient solutions. We're always stretched for time, says Nergal Fitzgerald, associate professor at Rutgers. That's not the reason. People are looking for quick solutions, a quickly made, made meal. That is true there, but look. You could easily grab something that's, you could just grab some nuts, just go to the nut bin and get buy some raw almonds, right? I mean, that's fast and easy, and you can pop those in your mouth, so that, that's not all of it. When selecting food, taste is the number one factor for most consumers, she said, but price and convenience are also important, and with ultra-processed foods, that convenience factor is probably the top of the list. Grab and go, ready to eat, close quote. That is true. That is true. All right, let's finish this up. Okay, so this article kind of was a waste of time because it just reiterates what I've been talking about in like 200 plus episodes here. We cause our own deaths. If you go to that episode I did on how nosocomial infections or hospital-acquired infections kill something like 80,000 people a year, at the end of it, I go through the top 10 killers in America, and seven of them are lifestyle choices. So as I tell my students, it's like there is not a disease fairy that comes to you at 65 and sprinkles indiscriminate diseases on you. Oh, you're going to get rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, you're going to get you know a stroke. Oh, you're going to get aneurysms. Oh, you're going to get bladder cancer. No. No, 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 no. We bring this on ourselves. Now, yes, going back to that that recent episode I did on Confessions of an Obi Shot about accountability for being fat, we need to be accountable for dying of diseases that we cause on ourselves. If we eat ultra-processed food, if we're eating processed meats, if we're eating not a lot of fruits and vegetables, eventually this sheetrock will catch up. It'll catch up to me. 30 years of binge eating and eating crap. And I don't eat a perfect diet now. Uh, it's going to catch up. So look, when I get cancer, I only have myself to blame. When you get a heart attack, you only have yourself to blame. Let's be honest. We know the guideline to keeping 
optimal weight and optimal health. We know what it is. Avoid the crap hormone disruptors. Avoid all the cancer causers. And you know what they are. If you've been listening to this this stream since day one, I've gone through like 80% of the cancer causers. Now, we haven't covered an episode on dioxin, for example. But, I mean, come on. The phthalates, the fluoride. I mean, we, we don't have time to go over all of them. You know what causes cancer, so avoid it. You know organic foods are better for you, so eat them. Oh, but Gregory, I got it. Okay, you go to Starbucks pretty much every day. You're spending money on streaming and cable, on the new iPhone and all. Come on, redirect those resources toward organic food. Stop drinking the booze. Stop drinking the beer. Limit it. Okay, limit your wine. And we we had that episode on how there's Roundup found in wine. That's around episode 100. So try to buy organic or clean wine. But we know the rubric. We know the guideline on how to have good longevity, quality of life. Right? We know it. High amount of fruits and vegetables. Eat proteins, but they got to be organic and clean. So organic or, or pastured eggs, you know, grass-fed cows, you know, chickens that are healthy and, and not shut up with antibiotics. Eat nuts, preferably not roasted in industrial-grade vegetable oils. Eat 90% dark chocolate. Eat manuka honey. Exercise. You know, unplug your router. Throw out all the plastics. So look, this article just kind of reinforces what we already know. Cancer is largely caused by lifestyle choices. We know this. Now, they, they really just kind of hone in on colorectal cancer in this. But we know in general, cancer, yes, age has something to do with it, for sure. Aside from like testicular cancer, Wilms tumor, and you know, the child one's leukemia. And we know that uh, familial kind of incidence is another one, right? If it runs in your family, you might get it. But we, we've talked about in the breast cancer ones, on the ones on breast implants leading to cancer, go to that episode, that... Most of the new cases of breast cancer have nothing to do with people it running in people's family. It has nothing to do with it. It's the exposure to the environmental toxins. So we know what we need to do. So do it. And look, again, there's not a disease fairy. When we get stricken with a malady that's going to kill us, let's just be honest and look in the mirror and say, I caused this all myself. I need to be accountable for my actions. And now I will try to treat this cancer or, you know, arthrosclerosis or whatever we're talking about, whatever lifestyle disease we're talking about, the best that I can. We do have that episode on alternative treatments for cancer that I've been surprised. Go to that episode. I mean, just because you do get cancer doesn't mean you got to do the, the, the cut it, burn it, poison it treatment that we use in America, which is what? Surgery, radiation, and chemo. There are alternative treatments. So, when, whenever, you know, it's not really if, it's more like when, because one in two men will get cancer in their life and one in three women. And, and arguably, we all have cancer right now, right? It's just the body is able to kind of control the, the malignancy of the, the unmitigated, unregulated growth of these cells. But you know what I'm talking about. When you're diagnosed with cancer, then at that point, you have to come to a, have a talk to Jesus moment and do the research and not necessarily go down the chemo road because look, we're all going to probably get cancer. And if cancer isn't going to get us, you know, we're probably going to pop an aneurysm like my dad did at 69. So just be accountable and look, change your diet. And certainly for your children, certainly for your children, start changing it now. Really the way we spend our money, 
on iPhones and eating out. None of that is as important of quality of life and living a long time. So reallocate your money, divert it toward buying organic foods, throw out the processed foods as much as you can. Of course, I'm not saying never eat chips again, especially blue corn chips. But we got to limit it and just kind of re- redirect our diet to things that are healthier. You know what you need to do. And if you don't know what you need to do, contact me and I'll be your health coach and I can help you through it. As always, guys, hit the subscribe button. It takes you two seconds. And please post a review, an honest review, for Confessions of an Obese Child, Holistic Health News, and Katie's Essential Oil Apothecary. We should have a new uh, oil being done in a week or so. And please share this stream with your friends because this information helps every human on the planet. So share it with other people. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE. Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.